following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. You got me? I got you now. What do we do? We don't know what we did. Well, you're good now. Okay. So. I don't know what it is with these mics. Sometimes they're funny. We welcome Mike Johnson to the show. Good morning. You're on too. (laughs) I I, I like this two mic setup. It's stereo. Kind of the way we're sitting now. He swung his around for me to use, and uh, I'm using the other one. I'm just glad you two are prof- radio professionals that we got this figured out in 30 seconds about what to do here. Yeah, I don't know why this is. I've got it on one, and uh, and I'm flashing on and off too. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So anyway, we'll 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 make it work. Turn us up to 11, Bo. It goes yeah. to 11. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, we had an interesting week in the markets this week. Um, lots of things <laughs> happened. President put uh, tariffs on Mexico. Yeah. So, uh, did he threaten it or did he do it? It's set to become effective on June the 10th. June 10th. Right now, it's a threat. Um 
We'll see uh, if it actually – I mean, he, he's done this before. You know, you, you use that as a something to bring uh, bring him to the table to negotiate. <coughs> so, we'll see. I mean, the market reacted harshly uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the S&P was down, you know, over a percent. All the, all the major uh, indexes were down over a percent, close to one and a half percent. We'll see uh, what comes about. Um, but the the way the tariff uh, is is set to to unravel, like you said, starting on June tenth, um, it's going to be a five percent tariff, and then that'll gradually escalate until October first, where it would hit a twenty five percent tariff. So right. you know we have the tariffs on China, uh, and then you know we have have this going. Now, one thing that I. I, I I struggle sometimes with the president, uh, I, but you you think about this. We're talking about the here and now. You know what's going on right now. I admire what he's doing with with this tariff because he's thinking long into the future. You know the the issues going on the border. It's something that does need to be addressed, and this is a way to get it addressed. You know, even with the negative immediate reaction mm-hmm. by the market so we'll, we'll see how it how it plays out but um the the trade with mexico uh, it's it's complicated right now because we're right in the the midst of the united states mexico canada agreement uh which was kind of the revamped nafta uh, and that was supposed to be uh approved you know ratified here in the next little bit so you've got that dynamic going right. on with with the tariffs right um but yesterday you saw uh, especially the the car companies uh drop yesterday um primarily uh you know you had uh, Mazda uh which was down about 7% uh Honda was down 3.2% Toyota was down about 2% and Nissan was down about 3.6%. Um, but with the the goods that come from Mexico, it's about $346 billion in Mexican goods uh, is what the U.S. imported uh, last Holy. year. So a 5% tariff would be about $17 billion, mm-hmm. um, roughly. Now, Ultimately, what that's going to do is be a tax because most of that's going to be a tax. It's going to be passed on to the consumer. So you have the the auto industry; they're definitely affected. You have farmers that are affected, and the other one that's been affected has been oil uh, because yep. you know the the crude that comes in and then the refining of that oil crude. took a huge hit yesterday. Big hit yesterday. It was down five percent. It's fifty three dollars. I mean, we ought to start seeing gasoline back under two dollars a gallon. Right. Right. At some point. I don't like that uh, GPA gas. You know, three point <laughs> three point five for you know, three fifty or whatever. You know, uh, GPA. Uh, grade point average. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the lower GPA, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll I agree s- with you. I, I, I want a flunking GPA on yeah. the gas. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll see how the, the, the tariffs play out. Um, hopefully, uh, they'll come to the table and they'll get a resolution and it won't even, it'll be a non, non-event. Right. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, from an investment standpoint, well, know. it's about immigration, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. That's the whole thing. That's it, the the idea that Mexico's not doing enough to to keep 
immigrants out of the country. Right. And they're going to what, – what he's calling them to do, it's a uh, three-piece uh, three uh, uh, deal. Uh, he's wanting three actions – uh, stepping up for Mexico to step up its security at its southern border with Guatemala. Uh, so that's stopping the flow of immigrants there and then cracking down on smuggling organizations. And then the third, uh, aligning some of its asylum rules with the U.S. Right. So um, hopefully they can meet those demands. Um you know the 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 agriculture uh, issues interesting you know we've seen it being played out with china where the government's subsidizing some of these farmers um we'll see how that how the markets react the 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 commodity markets react to that cuz let's say you have a farmer um and they're getting subsidized you know a, a dollar 50 a bushel for something yeah. well they're now incentivized to plant that well then you have all right. the farmers planting that then you get an oversupply of that That's crop right. and then you get a, a, a shortage in another crop so anytime you have government intervention any kind of subsidies it skews what the market naturally does absolutely so we'll, we'll see how it plays out but it's um we're watching it um and well mexico's one of our dearest and nearest trading partners i mean right. we've got to be very careful about how we we deal with this Obviously, what's going on at the border is a human uh, catastrophe. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's just, you know, it's got to stop. Right. Something's got to change. And and I see why he's doing what he's doing. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it, it Something needs to change. Right. So only five stocks in the Dow have gained in, in May. I mean, May's been a, you know, they used to say sell in May and go away. It would have uh, been a good mantra this th that's May. That's an old uh, saying that used to be used in the stock market. Mm -hmm. So uh, for May, the uh, the Dow was down about six and a half percent for May. Um, and it was, uh, I think, I think this last week capped off a six week, uh, uh, losing streak, if you will, for the Dow, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, that's that's a long streak. It was the longest uh, sequential weekly decline for several years. Um, but, you know, we were going off such a low base at the end of the year. The, you had a big rally, and now it's – the market was looking for something first off to kind of uh, pull back. Uh, and then you had the tariffs, uh, both tariffs, you know, come in, and that was a good enough reason for the market to sell off. Really pull back. Really pull back. Uh, so I think year to date now, the the S and P's up around five and a half, six percent year to date now. So yeah, it's it's come back pretty a good. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was up, it was a. Uh, it was up uh, over fifteen percent at one point. So it's only up. What what did you say just then? Uh, around six uh, six and pull, a half. Pulled back all uh, way back. Way back. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we've uh, you know in our client reviews uh, we've been uh, addressing you know what happened last year in the market and now what's going on this year in the market. Um, and we've been telling them, you know, we don't mind times of volatility. Yeah. Uh, you look at the companies we were able to buy last year as a half dozen new companies that we added to the portfolio right. that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to buy had we not That's had true. the drop in the market. 
Um, and the same thing, you know, will hold true this year. You know, volatility um, gives you opportunities. Yeah. So 10 rules for financial freedom. The true measure of financial success isn't how much money you make, it's how much you keep. That's a function of how well you're able to save money, protect it, and invest it over the long term. Right. This was an article in Barron's, and uh, I wish we had one of those little buttons where we could do sound effects because I'd have uh, Mel Gibson from Braveheart, you know, freedom, you know, <sighs> 10 rules for financial freedom, freedom. Anyway. Um we're getting the picture. Yeah, you got it. We'll put you in charge of that, Mike. Okay, thanks. You're going to give me – I'm going to have a bell next week. You're going to give me a little bell. Um, but – No soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, – this is this is designed for people that are still saving. You know, this is, this is the foundational groundwork for building – a retirement plan, building assets for you, for your family, and you know, letting those assets hopefully carry on for generations. Um, but you got to start somewhere, and this is the basic building blocks. Uh, the first thing you have to do is you have to set a goal. Um, before you do anything else, identify your short, medium, and long-term goals. Um, it's a huge motivator. Um, the, the earlier you set your goals – the sooner uh, you'll be able to start working towards them and let the markets and let your savings compound. So the first thing you have to do is set goals. Um, the second thing, know what you have and know what you need. Um, this is just knowing how much money you have coming in, how much is going out. It's, it's not complicated. Uh, you just have to spend less than you earn. Uh, so that's how you start accomplishing your goals. Um, this was an interesting statistic. Average families waste 16% of their income on unnecessary expenses, such as lottery tickets or unused gym memberships. Um, when you're setting up your plan for savings, it's not about depriving yourself of things you want to do. It's about knowing what you value most. Mm-hmm. You know, if you value X, Y, and Z, then you can't be wasting your money on A, B, and C. Right. So you got you have to prioritize and uh, set your goals. The next thing, this is number three, save systematically. Um, so this is this is like putting it on autopilot. Um, put your savings just like you would on your electric bill. Make it mandatory and automatic. So every month you have X amount going into an investment account, an IRA, something in it, that you're putting it into a pot just automatically. Um, the earlier you get started doing this, uh, the less you'll have to save over time because of the compounding factor. Right. Let's, uh, uh, let's hold that. Okay. Take the break here, and uh, we'll be right back. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Get the latest. In Mexico, we're going to tariff their cars. Impose a 5% tariff. Illegal immigration. These are tariffs as part of an immigration problem. The news you want to know. The breadth of the flooding. The Arkansas River. The I word. This. Want us to impeach him. Is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. 
It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. We're back on the Tom Dupree Show with Paul McCartney, which you will hear tonight in Lexington, if you're so lucky as to be one of the ticket holders. <clears throat> Mike, you were going through 10 steps to financial freedom. I think you were on step number three. Yep, just finished up three. We're on number four. Um, but actually, to, to round out um, number three, which was uh, save system systematically, um, that's putting it on autopilot and let the compounding work for you. Now, <clears throat> a benefit of a lot of 401k plans, they allow you to automatically each year or whatever uh, uh, time frame you put in where it automatically increases your savings rate. So let's say you start at 5% when you start and uh, every six months it increases it by a half a percent or something. Um, that's a good way to do it uh, because a lot of times you don't even notice that extra half a percent and you, you get used to the spending. So it's a great way to, to start building out your assets. Um, okay, number four, invest in your retirement plan. Um, this can be a 401k, an IRA. If you're self-employed, if you have your own uh, business, look at a SEP IRA. It's a great way to put back larger amounts of money. Um, but just make sure you put it in there, um, especially with a 401k. Uh, most of the time, the employer matches. So you're getting your contribution plus the employer match, which is free money, basically. Um, it, we, work, <clears throat> we work with a lot of participants in the University of Kentucky, you talk about a Cadillac plan, um, their match is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so absolutely take advantage of the free money because that's a benefit to the employee. Right. Take advantage of it. Um, the, uh, the next one, invest for growth. Um, the younger you are, typically, and this is not a blanket statement, but typically uh, the less you need in terms of bonds right. um, because your job – your employment is basically a bond, if you will. Um, so when you're putting together the portfolio, and this is something we, we help our clients with, depending on where they are in their stage in life, we'll help them round out their portfolio, make sure they're invested correctly. Uh, but typically, the younger you are, you don't need any bonds. If you've taken care of 
each of the other pieces. Um, this is the next one's a biggie. Avoid bad debt. Uh, this is uh, referring primarily to credit cards. Uh, so we've talked before about the compounding nature of an investment portfolio. That same snowball effect uh, can happen with credit cards too. And it's, it's working against your plan because you have debt that's compounding. So if you have credit card debt, pay it off as soon as you can. And if you use a credit card each month, try to pay off the balance every month. Don't pay that interest on the credit cards. The next one, um, don't overpay for anything. Um, life, life, it's, it's, it's real easy if you get a, a pay raise to start spending more on something. Sure. Um, and so don't, don't, just overpay for something because, hey, I got a pay raise so I can afford this. Look at what you're getting. Just be mindful of how much is going out versus how much is coming in. The next one, protect yourself. This uh, is done through setting up an emergency fund. Uh, so what I was talking about on the uh, investment, uh, the asset allocation, not having bonds, if you've protected yourself in terms of you have six months, let's say, of cash that can cover an emergency, well, then you probably don't need the bond portion of the portfolio because you have something you can tap into if you need it. Uh, so have a, a savings account, you know, roughly six months of cash available to you. Uh, and that depends on, on each person's situation, but that's kind of a good rule of thumb. And if you're if you're young, you're working, you have a mortgage, different things, you may need term life. Term life, the younger you are, the cheaper it is. We don't sell insurance. Uh, this is not something that we're going to make anything on, but we can refer you to people that do this. But having term insurance uh, is a good idea. Term life, uh, it's cheap, and it's a way to protect uh, your family. Right. Um, the next one, keep it simple. That's right. <laughs> I like this uh, because you can you can make this as complicated as you want, and a lot of advisors will try to purposely make it complicated. Like, hey, you know, this is why you need you know, because it's so complicated. It, it from the savings perspective, it's not. It's like working out. It's a discipline. Um, keep it simple and just stick to it. Um, on the investment side, um, also keep it fairly simple. You know, avoid these trendy investments, you know, the IPOs, you know, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Avoid things like that because you just want your money to compound consistently. Yeah. That's the goal. Stay with us. Those are all good uh, remarks there. And we will continue to go through this when we get, get back from the break. It is the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? Are you ready? This thing off. Get ready. Our iHeartRadio Music Festival is back. We are here for the love of music. So many unbelievable artists. You're here because you listen to them all year on iHeartRadio. Music brings us together. Superstar artists from every genre in one place. Be here as our 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival lineup is revealed. Tuesday morning at 9. 
Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-555-1509. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-555-1509. That's 800-555-1509. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509. Details emerging this morning about the gunman behind Friday's mass shooting at a Virginia Beach Municipal Building. Authorities say the shooter killed one person in their car before heading inside the building and shooting at people floor by floor. Police, though, still searching for a motive. ABC's Stephanie Ramos is in Virginia Beach. Investigators trying to figure out what drove the 40-year-old to open fire at people inside the government building with two firearms, a long gun and a handgun, according to law enforcement. Police saying he used a 45 caliber handgun with a sound suppressor, the weapon found with multiple empty magazines. A judge on Friday issuing an order allowing Missouri's only abortion clinic to continue providing those services until a hearing next week. Planned Parenthood suing to renew the license. In San Francisco this weekend, presidential hopefuls gathering for the California Democratic Party's convention, meeting with delegates from around the state. 14 of the 23 candidates expected to speak. Michelle France in ABC News. We're going to continue to hang on to fair skies across the area on this Saturday. Temperatures right around 80 into the afternoon. Could be a thunderstorm or two going up. That will continue the trend into the evening with a cold front on the move. As we say hello to the month of June into Sunday. Showers, thunderstorms in the morning. Sunshine into the afternoon. Highs around 75 degrees. Right around 70. We may start the Monday time frame into the 40s. It looks good early next week. I'm WKYT Chief Meerogist Chris Bailey on your official weather station. News Radio 30 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Do you suffer from chronic knee pain? Does throbbing, stabbing, or debilitating pain keep you from the activities you enjoy? Have you been told you need surgery or a knee replacement? At the Arthritis and Knee Pain Center of Lexington, we have helped thousands of patients just like you. We are now accepting new patients for our FDA-approved non-surgical knee pain treatments. Our cushioning high-tech gel treatments are laser-guided to deliver medicine to the part of the knee where it will do the most good. This ensures effective pain relief and fast recovery without surgery. If other treatments have failed you, we can probably help. Treatment is covered by Medicare and most medical insurances. Call now to take advantage of our no-charge screening. There is no obligation, and the only thing you have to lose is your pain. Space is limited, so call now, 855-504-KNEE. In Lexington, that's 855-504-KNEE. Don't wait another day. Let the Arthritis and Knee Pain Center relieve your chronic knee pain. Call now, 855-504-KNEE. Join us for the 15th annual Father's Day family event, hosted by Lexington Leadership Foundation's Fatherhood Initiative. 
This year's event is Saturday, June 15th at Douglas Park in Lexington. The Fatherhood Initiative promotes healthy families and responsible fathers. Get the details at lexlf.org or find us on Facebook at Fatherhood Initiative. Join us at Douglas Park on June 15th for food, entertainment, family resources, and fun. The event is free. Come celebrate with us this Father's Day weekend. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, more Paul McCartney, more Beatles, or I guess in this case, Wings. Yeah, Wings. Yeah. I didn't realize how many Wings songs I actually liked. They, were, they almost put it. out as many albums as the Beatles yeah, did. Yeah, they did. And, and I think I read a comment where Paul McCartney said if the Beatles had continued in the 70s, they would have sounded like wings. Really? So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. A new rule may, won't make your broker an angel. All brokers and financial advisors have conflicts of interest. New regulations, no matter how well intended, can't change that. Now this, uh, I'll back up one step. We had we had the, the last rule uh, on this last thing uh, that we're talking about, the 10 rules for financial success. The last one was seek unbiased advice. That's a biggie. You know, know how your advisor is compensated. Um, they should be unbiased. Uh, they should be putting your interests ahead of their own. Um, and this new rule uh, that's coming—that is, if they're an RIA, if they're an if RIA they're a broker dealer, not necessarily. That's right. So find out, you know, how they're compensated. And are they held to the fiduciary standard? Um, now, this this rule that we're talking about um, is supposed to be voted on on June the fifth, um, and there was a big to do over the last couple years of fiduciary rule should brokers be held to the fiduciary standard um they've made you know a number of adjustments to it and now what they're calling it is the best interest um basically what this means is everything has to be disclosed um so if you if you're working with a broker that's that's on commission they can still do that they just have to disclose it to you um and so you're allowed to have a ton of conflicts of interest, but yeah. as long as they're disclosed. Uh, right. And you have to be careful uh, when you're picking who you're working with as your advisor and just make sure those interests, you know, are aligned. Yeah. You know, are they, are they working for you or are they working for themselves? Right. Um, but uh, uh, investment advisors, which our firm, we're a registered investment advisor, um so the purpose of the Investment Advisors Act of 1940 was uh, intended to eliminate, at least expose, all conflicts of interest that might incline an advisor, consciously or unconsciously, to render advice that was not disinterested. So just saying, you know, that 
we have to put our clients' interests ahead of our own. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, intentional. We've been an RIA uh, for since 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is nothing new um, for us. Right. Um, this next one I have, um, when market volatility meets your retirement portfolio, uh, we're in – uh, a time right now where you are definitely having a lot of volatility last year for sure. Uh, and now we've had a lot this last month. So you have to consider uh, a few things. First, where are you in your retirement life cycle? How close are you to retirement? Um, in our previous discussion, if you're 30 years old and you're making contributions, well, hey, if the market drops, you're able to make those contributions and put them, you know, dollar cost averaging. You're, you're investing in a bad market, so you're buying more shares of something at a lower price. Um, what we uh, strive to do is when someone's getting ready for retirement, you don't have that time to dollar cost average yourself out of a hole uh, of the market. Um, we've done whole shows on sequence of return risk, and that's what this is. Um, so when we're putting together uh, a strategy, our portfolio is designed to throw off income. Um, so you have to align your investment objectives with where you are in life. Um, right. And the the income approach is designed for someone that's getting ready for retirement. Now, it can still work for somebody that's young because you still get that compounding. Right. Um, you know, so you take whatever it throws off. And reinvest. And reinvest it. Um, one of the the uh, things you have to be careful of with a, a young investor, um, mistakes that you make uh, on savings, you know, if you don't save enough when you're young or if you make a bad investment, that's also compounded. Right. So you have to be careful on the investments as well because if you lose 100% of an investment, $10,000, let's say, what would that 10000 have been worth in 30 years had you not lost it? Right. So you, you always have to be careful because compounding works both ways. In, in both directions. Both directions. Um, but when you have volatility, make sure that you're invested in a way, in the way that you should be, that meets where you are in life right now. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've had somebody come in, they, they have a 401k, 403b, some, or an investment portfolio, and they're invested like they were 25, 30 years old. Right. And they, but they don't know that they're invested that way. That's the key. They, they, don't, they don't know what they have. Uh, and that's where we've been able to really help people a lot. You know, get things moving with where they are in life. Um, the other thing you should do is check your liquid reserves. Um, and that's, again, you know, from an asset allocation standpoint, <coughs> have the bonds that you need, uh, have cash, uh, and then review your long-term asset allocation. Mm -hmm. Um, then another one that we've, uh, seen a lot, uh, one of the things this uh, article talks about is de-risking the risk. Um, when they say risk, that's your equity portion, the stock portion of your portfolio. Um, like vegetable you know you have a lot of different types of vegetables right. you know stocks you have a lot of different types of stocks you have a lot of different types of bonds um but you can have you know let, let's just compare facebook stock with 
um, AT&T stock. Mm -hmm. Two complete, they're both stocks, two completely different businesses, two completely different companies, and the stocks typically react in two totally different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be invested in something that meets your needs. You know, AT&T pays a dividend. Facebook does not. You know, typically the volatility of Facebook's a lot more than AT&T. So we take all that into account when we're building out a portfolio for our Mm -hmm. clients. Um, so the last one, uh, during times of market volatility, always review your spending rate. Yeah. That's something that you can control a lot more than the market. Um, so if you're, if you are taking distributions from the account, well, always keep in mind how much do you really need to take? You know, how much of that's discretionary. Mm -hmm. It's always good for on our clients side. Uh, to to do their part, so to speak, <clears throat> their part is reviewing their budget, how much they're spending, and is that still enough? Is it too much? Uh, but that's something they can control mm-hmm. a lot more than the market. Right. What other ones you got over there? Want to talk about REITs, real estate investment trusts. So you. Real estate investment trusts that buy residential home loans increased their mortgage bond por- portfolios by almost 28% to $308 billion over the 12 months through March. So we own... What about it? <laughs> what about it? Yeah. We own several REITs in our portfolio. <clears throat> REITs, um, they pay out, uh, to be classified as a REIT, they pay out 90% of the income to the shareholders. Um, it avoids double taxation, um, but REITs you can. Some of the REITs we own own physical properties. Uh, this could be nursing homes, or it could be um, uh, large single tenant uh, office spaces, things like that. But <clears throat> the other ones that we own, uh, they're called mortgage REITs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mortgage REITs own, they own mortgages. Uh, they don't own physical property. They own mortgages. Now, um, in 08 and 09, the financial crisis, you know, these mortgage-backed securities, they got a bad name because that's where you had a lot of pain in 08 and 09. But it wasn't necessarily the the mortgage-backed security because all that is is a pass-through. It was the structure of some of the companies that owned them. REITs, uh, the, so there's two big ones, Annaly Capital Management and AGNC. Um, they buy residential home loans, um, and they've increased their exposure, their footprint, if you will. Um, so REITs focus on mortgages that raised $6.2 billion in equity to increase their investment portfolios last year, the most since 2013. They're on pace to have a bigger 2019 um, see the banks, they're not allowed to do what they did before. So they're, they're not taking on as much of these, uh, the mortgages themselves. So they're providing short-term financing to the REITs. Mm-hmm. Um, the REITs, it's a, it's a spread play. So you have, you're, you're able to, they're able to borrow at low rates and they get paid X on the mortgages they make the spread in between yep. and then they have leverage associated right. with it um but 
the average leverage uh, has declined from about 12 times before the financial crisis to right now, on average, it's about five times mm -hmm. leveraged. Um, but mortgage-backed securities, um, we won't get too much in the weeds on it, but they're they're really pretty amazing uh, um, little little animals, yeah. if you will. The way the the way that Big they work, animals. Big animals. Um, you know, they they came to prominence. I mean, during your career, you know, I mean, I guess early probably in the late 70s yeah. when they really started back when i had a career <laughs> <laughs> now i'm just a historian a historian i just talk about what went on back in my day <laughs> um but they uh, uh the way that they work it, it's amazing how some a company like agnc how they structure yeah. the portfolio That's because right. they, they they hedge on pieces of it uh, because with with the mortgage-backed securities, you have what's called negative convexity. And so when interest rates go up, uh, well, with a home loan, mm -hmm. if you have a 30-year mortgage, you know, if you have a mortgage-backed security, 30-year, uh, you think, okay, well, it's going to be there for 30 years. Well, not necessarily because if interest rates drop – you're more likely going to refinance that mortgage. Yep. And so you have the, the prepayment risk, if you will. Uh, duration of the bond can change over time. Um, and so you just you have to know what you're doing with these mortgage backs. And these two mortgage REITs that we own, they're very good uh, at managing this portfolio. Um, uh, one of them, they own a portfolio of mortgage uh, of, um private label mortgages, mm -hmm. a lot of which they bought during the financial crisis. And now they're a seasoned portfolio, you know, low loan to value rates, and they pay a really nice dividend. Mm -hmm. um, but REITs have been uh, kind of a, a shelter over the last year, year and a half. Uh, they've held up extremely well right. in times of market volatility. That's why we have them in the portfolio. Even in the latest downturn. That's right. They've held up very well. Um so it's a diversified portfolio. You know, all these little aspects we're talking about, these are things we look at when we're building out the portfolio. Right. But a diversified portfolio, diversified income streams, uh, that's what we're trying to put together for our clients. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. While they're stomping, he, he's trumping. The race is wide open. And as the 2020 presidential race begins, we'll bring you all the news, insight, and analysis. A political circus. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. 
We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. I think the thing that hits me about that song is what they're doing with the bass. Yeah, that was one of the first guitar licks I ever learned when I was just learning. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was so proud. I've just played, I'm sure it drove my mom and dad nuts. I mean, I just played that lick over and over really? and over and over. Yeah. That whole well, song is just, it's very catchy. Once yeah. it gets in your head, it's hard to get out of. Uh-huh. I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. That and Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Ticket to Ride's got a different beat to it. It it sort of goes, uh, you know, it it it's just got a different time signature. Yeah, and, and with the Ticket Beatles. to Ride and Day Trevor, you don't think of them as experimental Beatles song like was what was on Sgt. Pepper's, but it kind of is in a way. Yeah, dun dun dun. She's got a ticket to ride. It's bump bump dun. Got a ticket to ride. Dump dump dun. Just they, that's why I like the Beatles. My b- good friend in school was a Beatles friend or Beatles freak, if you will. <laughs> His b- bigger brother and sister had all the albums. Risky municipal bonds are on a hot streak. Funds dealing in high yield munis have drawn eight billion as investors search further afield for returns. Bad news there. You got to be very careful. Right, uh, municipalities. Um, they're they're having issues, um, but <clears throat> this this stems just from a demand for yield. Yeah. Um, and anytime you have a, a market that's forced into a certain area or forced into lower quality, and that, that's what that's what you mean. That's what it means when you say uh, high yield. That means lower quality uh, credit quality bonds. And anytime you have the market pushing people into that area um that's when you can have problems right um but uh let's see muni bond funds overall have attracted 37 billion uh during the same period uh there's more demand than at any time in recent memory said jeff berger a portfolio manager at mellon investment corporation which oversees 25 billion in municipal investments um now what (laughs) when you take it a step further what this does too it kind of it almost encourages these municipalities to borrow more too Mm -hmm. because you have 
you have the the yields because there's so much demand. You have the yields going down on the bonds, and a lot of these are uh, you know uninsured now. Mm-hmm. I guess are, are all of them, or do they do any of them have insurance now that are being issued? Well, some of them do. Yeah, uh, National is still writing insurance, That's right. and so is um, AGO. Yeah, AGO. Insured guarantee. Yeah. Uh, so some some of them do have insurance, but it's not a triple A anymore. It's a double A, I think now. Right, right. Um, but the, the demand for uh, muni debt has pushed the yield on the Bloomberg Barclays Municipal Bond High Index, uh, High Yield Index, to around 4.5% uh, late last week. That's near a 16-year low. Um, know what you own yeah. when you're investing in something. Uh, because if you have a big run for the exit for some reason – you right. Know, you, especially in you know more illiquid types of securities like like these could be, um, if you have a run or a, a big liquidation of a fund, um, you could get hammered. You get hammered bad, badly, bad. Um, and w- w- full disclosure, we do not own any municipal bonds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for a number of reasons, and part of it is because we don't think the yield justifies the risk that's being taken. Mm-hmm right now um so uh like i said before bonds it's like saying vegetable there's a lot of different types you've got the credit qualities you've got the different structures um but just in general that market's very expensive and we've seen it you know globally too um in europe you know they have negative yields um that's part of the reason i believe that you've had the long-term uh, treasuries, you know, the 30-year, the 10-year, um, you've had the yields come down on those because there's such global demand for yield right now. Yeah. Um, the yield curve, it's a it's an interesting-looking curve right now because it's kind of a U-shaped because um, you've had the, the Fed basically last year raising the short-term and then you still have the downward pressure on the the long end of the curve, mm-hmm. so that's kind of flat. But then you have this little dip in the middle, right? Uh, where there's some inversion on part of it. Um, so it's it's interesting to look at, but how much of that is uh, free market versus government, you know, intervention types right. of things? Um, well, uh, when whenever the Federal Reserve becomes a net seller of uh, mortgage backs or securities, it places uh, pressure on the long end of the market and on the short end. Right, right. So maybe it's because the Fed hasn't been selling much in the way of short-term bonds or uh, mid medium-term bonds. That That's where the curve is really strong in the four to five year range right that that's where the yields are are lower than they are in the one to two year range and in the 10 to 30 year range yeah that's right yeah that could be so global bond yields do hit multi-year lows that's uh another and so that goes right along with the the high yield munis um you know global bonds Government bonds around the world uh, plumb new multi-year lows Tuesday. Um, the uh, 10-year uh, traded at roughly 10-year Treasury traded at roughly 2.27 percent, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the 10-year German Bund 
touched uh, its lowest level since July of 2016. Right. Uh, and that's that's global uncertainty right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be – that's tied to tariffs. It's tied to uh, Brexit, uh, all these different things. But the uh, in Germany, uh, the yield is negative one point – or negative point one six three. Gosh. So – Neg- negative yields. I mean, it's, it, this was they've been that way for a while or close to it. Yeah, I mean, probably a couple of years now, I yeah, guess, or uh, longer, longer than that. Yeah. Um, but it's such a weird concept. I mean, you're you're guarant you loan somebody money, make any sense, knowing that you're going to get less, but it's just a return of, of principal of most of your principal. Right. Well, any yeah, not all, not of all it. of it. It's just. <laughs> weird seems like you'd be better just sitting in cash right all right we appreciate you listening today if you would like us to look over your retirement portfolio call us at 233-0400 look at us on facebook you've been listening to the uh the tom dupree show news radio 630 wlap